everyone and welcome to this week's Bread of Blue and it's a special Bread of Blue this week. We're going back in time, we're going way back in time to the late 1960s and the early 1970s where my special guest this week came through the ranks at Everton Football Club to play in the first team, to walk out at Goodison Park in a royal blue jersey. Steve Sargent. Come on, you blues. Very, very warm. Welcome to this week's Bread of Blue. Thank you. Were you always an Evertonian, Steve? Always, always. My... uh, my dad was a, an ex-boxer, but uh, he didn't know a lot about the game. So his brother took me to one week to see Liverpool and the next week to see Everton. Liverpool played late in the Orient and tied 2-2 in the, what's the championship now. Yeah, yeah. And I, next week I went to see Everton play Tottenham and he won 5-0. So I was an Evertonian. <laughs> when did you and first sign for Everton? 1966. How did that come about? June 1966. It came about because I I played for Liverpool Schoolboys, uh, and back at, back in the day you had trials for your your, um, your county Lancashire. I had a trial for Lancashire, made Lancashire Schoolboys, oh. and I was uh, recommended to have trials for England Schoolboys, and I made the England team in 1966 at Wembley against West Germany. Who else would have been in that team? Dave Thomas was there. Wow. And there was a guy called um, Alan Mitchell who played for Sheffield Wednesday. He had a good career at Sheffield Wednesday. So there was, obviously there was pro scouts there and uh, Everton came in and I didn't wait long to sign. I wouldn't let him leave. (laughs) Did Dave Thomas look like a player even then? Yeah, he was was special, wasn't he? I mean, he'd run past people and magic left foot and get great crosses in and so for, yeah. for, for an Evertonian to sign for Everton is obviously a dream come true but going back to the start of your Everton career the, the, the academy players now are a wee bit cosseted down at Finch Farm they've got everything that they need you didn't did you? well we did in a way I mean we had uh, actually Belfield the training ground now well back then um, it had an indoor facility but it, was, it wasn't AstroTurf it was shale so it was like um Sliding on a baseball field, baseball. So, but it was a. I mean, it was a brilliant. It was big enough to play nine v nine on, mm-hmm. um, and they had two full size fields, um, and little bits of patches of ground where you could go and have five sides and stuff. So, Who were your teammates? back back then, it was it was nice, you know. Who were your teammates then? Any of the ones that came through? Yeah, back to Teddy Darricott. Right. Yeah. And later years, Ronnie Goodless. Yeah. George Telfer. Mick Buckley. Mick Buckley. He was around about my age, yeah. So did you have to sweep the terraces, paint the goalposts? No, we had to boots. look after the book boots yeah. from the, uh, the 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 pros when we were apprentices. We had to make sure they were clean and dry and we had to <laughs> there was there was a, a washroom. Well actually we didn't wash the clothes, all we did was make sure that they were dry if it if it was pouring with rain. rain. We had to go around the locker room and pick pick all the clothes up and put them in the dryer and make sure they were dry for the players the next morning, you know. And the boots weren't clean, especially Westies. They'd be murder, you know. <laughs> was it old school? Did you have to knock on the dressing room door before you went? Oh, in the I mean, if, yeah. I mean, no, but if you came in at, at an unopportune time, you were told to leave. And you can imagine yeah. how you were told. But, but you know? Not in those words, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for an Evertonian like yourself coming into a dressing room, you say, 
Gordon West was there, I suppose. Alec Young's still there, Tommy Wright. It must have been fantastic. It, it was unbelievable. I was 15. And you get the first day of training, you, you walk out and you go, holy smoke, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like Alec Young's there and Gordon West, Brian LeBourne, I mean, Ray Wilson. Oh, what an experience that would be for a 15-year-old. Even if you weren't an Evertonian, but yeah, yeah. with me being an Evertonian, it was like, I don't think I could train the first day. It was like, <laughs> I was starstruck. You who, know? who coached you first? Who was your first manager? We had a few, a few. Stuart Imlach was one. Yeah, yeah, Arthur Proudley yeah. was another oh, one. Nice. Eric Harrison, yeah. who was special. Um, and obviously he went on to Man United, didn't he? We're doing this interview at uh, the Royal Lava Building in the Everton offices, and you and I have just been looking around at old photographs. And, and you thought a lot of Eric Harrison, Steve, didn't you? Yeah, he was. Uh, he made me a player. He pushed me. I'll tell you another one was uh, Tommy Casey. Yeah, Both of them were well. very, very good. Um, but Eric was like, he was always on your case, but he was on your case, but in a good way. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he'd slaughter you and then say, pull you to one side. How do you know what I'm doing that for, don't you? Yeah. He says, yeah. I mean, he, he was, he wasn't brutal, but he was very, very uh, down to earth and, hey, get the job done, you know. But were the young players scared of the coaches, scared of the first team players in those days? I think he was scared of the first team players, you know. I remember, <laughs> actually, a couple of days into being there, uh, I stood, Alec, I think everybody knows, if, well, you, if you're around about my age, Alec Young had um, blisters on his feet all the time. And I stood on his foot in the training game. Holy smokes, never heard the last of it for three or four days. I, I mean, imagine was. standing on his foot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Gold, the golden vision. Would the first team players speak to you? Would they, would yeah. they give you a little I mean, bit? Yeah. Back, I don't know about nowadays, but I mean, they, then they were they were down to earth players, you know, uh, down to earth people and stuff. So and, they'd take you to one side and give you little snippets, little bits of. Oh, yeah, Paulie was brilliant. Was he? Uh, I met Bowley one, one year with Gary, I was out with Gary Jones in Spain and we met him on a golf course and he came over and says, hey, you guys are, what are you guys doing here? You, I mean, you haven't behaved yourselves. <laughs> so, and what he did was he uh, invited us back to his house one weekend when we got back and he showed us around the town and took us out for a meal and... And had a word in our ear. And that's a, that's a football and that's legend. It, yeah, it? and he was just coming off a World Cup. Yeah. I mean, that that was unbelievable. And the t number of times he said to me in training, Sarge, you've got to be doing this, you've got to be doing that. Uh, he was very, very good. Johnny Morris, he was good as well. I always enjoyed Johnny Morris. And Westy was like... <laughs> he was class. <laughs> Westy was Westy. Yeah, Westy was Westy. What position were you then, Steve? I was... Uh, when I was in England schoolboys, I was a right half... Right. Uh, what you suppose you'd call it a midfielder now, don't you? Um, but at school, um, I was a centre forward. I scored a lot of goals centre forward, and somebody must have said, "Well, he's not going to make it as a centre forward." I wasn't particularly quick. Right. I wouldn't. I, did, I wasn't one who was going to get in behind defences and stuff. So they put me in midfield at Liverpool Schoolboys, and that's where I played for the English Schoolboys in the middle of midfield. As you progress through the Everton ranks, obviously. Isn't it? B team, A team, into the reserves. Did, did you find a niche? Did you find your Did you find your best position? I was yeah, centre back. Right. I could read. I was. I was never. I could. I had good technique of passing a ball and 
and I was very good in the air for my size, if I say myself, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was good in the air uh, and I could read the game. I knew I was never going to get balls over the top and I was never going to get exposed. Uh, so, yeah, I was a, I was a better centre-back than I was a, a full-back, you know. Right, okay. And, 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 and you, but did, I enjoyed, and you did, did well a full-back, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed left-back. I was right-footed. Yeah. I remember Billy Bingham saying to me, he says, Sarge, we've got an opening. I said, oh, yeah, yeah. He says, do you want to, do you want to play left-back tomorrow? I know, what's a stupid question. I mean, <laughs> of course I do, you know. And I, I, had, I don't know how many games at left-back I played. Yeah. But I yeah. played get, a lot of games as a, a centre-back as well. What was it like reserve team football then? Because reserve team football now is effectively under 23, so they're playing against players they've played against right throughout the academy. But I would imagine when you broke into the reserve team very early 70s, you play, you play against some Yeah, we played against players. Yeah, especially coming back from injuries and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, you, you, you play the first team would play away at Derby County. The Resies would play Derby County at Goodison. Yeah, and you, I remember you, playing you, Liverpool one year, they had Phil Thompson and McDermott playing. And, I mean, Dave Johnson, they had, they had like close to being a first team out. Yeah, yeah. He beat them though. <laughs> yeah. were, were they always keenly contested, Mr. Oh, yeah. for the likes I mean, of we used to get five, six, seven thousand at reserve games. Yeah. Uh, and the Derby games are like, even the, I remember the A&B team games, it's like, we're not losing here, guys, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. A lot of scouts in the, in the squad then, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. I mean, it was all, there was, oh, it was, it was probably, Know, probably a quarter of the number of scouts, you yeah, know. Yeah. Who were your close pals as you were coming through the ranks? Mick Lyons, Teddy Darricott, Spunny Goodless. Yeah. They were all uh, good guys, you know, Gary Jones. Yeah. David Smallman. Yeah, yeah, from Wrexham. Yeah. From Wrexham. Bernie so, Wright. <laughs> Bernie the Bolt. <laughs> well, we said, I, I would, bizarrely, I was six or seven at the time. I was at the game when we played Walsall in the FA Cup. We beat them 2-1, I remember it. And even even at that age, I was quite surprised we'd signed Bernie Wright. And there's obviously a lot of legend, there's a lot of myth about Bernie Wright. What was he like? He was a nutter. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a good nutter, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, he was good to play with because he was 100%. He, yeah. he wasn't the best centre-forward, no. but he was. He always gave you 100%, yeah. more than 100%. Sometimes he was over the top, you know. Yeah. He was close to getting sent off and stuff. Because strong boy, wasn't he? Yeah, he used to weight lift. <laughs> I mean, he, he had a great body on him, you know. Yeah. But he, he was he was one of them that, that didn't like losing as well. Mm. Um, but he was he. I mean, he did okay. I don't know how many games he played for the he first team. He didn't play that many. Scored a couple of goals. But we we touched on there about how tough reserve team football could be. How tough was training? Because you just mentioned someone there, Johnny Morrissey. Now, if you're playing fullback, at some point you're going to be up against Johnny yeah. Morrissey. Yeah. Didn't take prisoners, did he? No, I mean, he he was one of them. There was another guy, remember Mike Somerby from City? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, back in the day, you could tackle. Now, it's like, you can't tackle now. But even even in games, they used to go over the top on you. Wingers used to go over the top on fullbacks instead yeah. of the other way, you know? <laughs> I mean, he used to push the ball too far, and when you went into tackle, he used to step over the ball and stuff. But I'm not saying Johnny was one of them, but he he was a tough guy. He, he was tough, yeah, he? he was one who was going to take no prisoners yeah. at all. Because he, he knew he was going to get kicked. Yeah, so he get him first. Because he was in that day and era where hey, yeah, you could kick the winger in the first minute and the referee wag a finger at you. That's all he did. Did you, know? you used to enjoy playing against the winger 
And when you kicked him in the first or second minute, you didn't see him again. <laughs> there was a, there, there was a lot like that. But there was only one who gave me a bad time, Jimmy Neighbour from Tottenham. Yeah, I remember the name, Jimmy Neighbour. Yeah, he, uh, he ended up in the states like yeah. I did. He played for Seattle in the states. He, well, I'll never forget it. We were at White Hart Lane, and he he ran past me all the time, and it was like I tried to kick him, and I couldn't. Really, I couldn't reach him, you know. But he, he uh, he's the only one who gave me a bad time, really. Made your debut against West Bromwich Albion, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't think it was a left back, was it? No, it was in the middle. I think John Ayrsh was injured, I think. Right, right. And I played uh, centre back. Scored an own goal, nobody knows about it. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Gould. The ball came down the middle. Bobby Gould and I went up for it in the box. It was like on the 16, 16 yards from goal. And Westy come out behind me and he went to punch it, but I headed it, but it hit the top of my head and went over Westy in the net. And Bobby Gould ran away with his arm up in the air. <laughs> so he gave the goal to Bobby, Bobby Gould. There was a lot he of won the game, though. Well, that's the main thing, and, 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 and right until now. So it's a, it's a Bread and Blue podcast exclusive. <laughs> Steve Sargent's go back in the records and check it. There was a lot of competition at left back. You were asked to play left back. Teddy Darracott, Archie Styles, Henry Newton, Tiger McLaughlin. So, Dave Jones. Yeah, we went short of left backs, really, when you first started out. Yeah, I don't know why he, he picked me. <laughs> what, <laughs> but I'm glad he did, you know. What was Harry Catrick like? Oh, he was, he was one of them Sergeant Major types. Yeah. If you were late, he had a book there on the table you had to sign in before 10 o'clock or whatever it was, I can't remember now. Uh, and he was always like, hey, have you done your job? Shows checking the uh, locker rooms. Hey, this is dirty. Get it cleaned. And and uh, would he speak to you much? Now and again. Now and yeah. again. I didn't have a problem with him. No, I never had a problem with him. But I mean, I knew what he. I mean, I knew what he was like. So yeah, so be it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And and then Billy Bingham took over from from Harry and uh, Billy. God love him. Was ninety recently. He's, he's he's still going. I'm glad to say. Oh, great. What was it like playing for him? Because he, he he gave you he gave you the most of your games, didn't he? Billy yeah, Bingham? he was he was one of them. He used to uh, he'd play it, and then after the game or in, in the training sessions, he'd come up to you, Sarge, you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that." He always had a, uh, something to say about your game. Now I don't know if he did that with everybody. Yeah. With me being young, I was only twenty one or twenty whatever, twenty one. He used to come up and talk to me. You know, he he was I enjoyed him. He was very good. What was it like for a young Evertonian to put the blue jersey on in the home dressing room oh, and walk out onto good as You couldn't Park. believe it. I mean, you come out and you hear the Z cars. Yeah. It's un- you, undescribable. You, you must know. have felt about ten and feet tall. And the, the oh, and the crowd. You, there's there was sixty thousand there then. Yeah. yeah there's only yeah. thirty nine now. Can you imagine the the roar when you used to come out there. Yeah. It's it's great now when you, they come out, but back then it, it was tremendous. I mean. It's, he brings tears to your eyes thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. It would do. When you when you talk about being left back, Goodison Park, when things are going well, it's fantastic. You just mentioned it down when it's rocking. But when things aren't going well, you've just, well, you, I'll just tell the listeners, he's just giggled. Why am I laughing? Yeah. There's, yeah, there's nowhere to hide, is there? <laughs> Especially if you're a fullback. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, it's you've just got to get on with it, I mean, because <laughs> you know you're going to get abuse. So. I mean the crowd are. I mean the crowd are brilliant. 
but sometimes they're over the top, you know. Yeah. If they want more than they're, they're going to get. Yeah. But I mean, he, as a player, you just play and do your best and try and forget the crowd, you know. It's sometimes it's like playing away. Yeah. For 10, 15 minutes, and then the, you score a goal and everything changes. <laughs> I mean, I suppose that's with a lot of teams yeah, and a lot be. of clubs, you it know. But I, I noticed it because I'm an Evertonian and I've played for them and I'm, yeah. I'm sitting in the stands now the other day and I'm yeah. hearing all kinds of stuff when going shared, on. When, when, we, when, we lost, when we lost games, you shared the pain, didn't you? Yeah, of course, yeah. Holy smokes. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, you lose... A, well, actually, I, had, I played in four derby games and we tied every one of them. Imagine getting beat if, if you're an Evertonian against Liverpool. Yeah. And you grew up in the city, man. Okay, what it's like. Results in the early seventies. <sighs> I was lucky; I never got beat. So, nineteen seventy-four, seventy-five, Steve. Uh, for people of my era, of your era, eras in between, we still wince when we think about Carlisle United. You, you were a regular in the team that year. We had a really good side. Billy Bingham in charge. We should have won the league, shouldn't we? Yeah, certainly. I mean, we those two results. We were talking before, and I mean, it's probably cost us the league. Mm. I mean, we have, we play Man United's and have good results. And what did we actually? What did we lose the league by? Any idea? I think we were three points behind Derby County that won the title. Oh. There was only about four or five points that separated the, the top six. Stoke City were up there as well; they were in the top six. But when you look back at that that campaign, we we we, we qualified for the UEFA Cup, but. It was a good side, wasn't it? Because it was a, it yeah. was a, it was a consistent side. Yeah, I mean it was a very good team. I mean, I mean I still think about those two two <laughs> results. Uh, it's like were you one of those players, Steve, who, who, who played better when you did get a run of games in the side when you knew you were going to get picked? Billy Bingham trusted you that season. He picked you virtually every week, and it was only injury that kept you out. Were you a better player for that? I thought I played well every game. <laughs> <laughs> I should have got man to match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, I, I mean, I'm an Evertonian, so I want to do the very best for Everton. Mm. Whether I'm not playing well or uh, I'm playing well. Billy Bingham had a uh, saying that he'd only played three bad games before he dropped you. So, and he didn't drop me a lot. Yeah. The times I was out, I was injured. Even that West Brom game, my debut, the next, I got injured right in the last minute. And the next game was against Liverpool. I was choked that I couldn't play. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I just loved playing for them, no matter bad yeah. or good. Or, or it was, and it then, was great times. Then the ultimate Leeds United at home, you scored a goal for Everton at Goodison Park. Can you remember it? Yeah. You must I, be able I, to remember I remember running with the ball. Actually, it's on the YouTube. Everything's on the yeah. radio or the TV or the phone now so I was running with the ball and I hit it and what happened was I as I hit it with my left foot I mean I was playing left back mm. it was on the leftist side so I hit it with my left foot and as I hit it I fell over right <laughs> and, and it's I hit it with the outside of my foot and it swerved and David Harvey dived thinking it's going in a certain area and what happened it swerved it swerved this way so it hit his arm and I mean he didn't get good contact with his hands and it went in the net, so I was it, happy with it. Does it ever tell you that when people talk about that game, you talk about Mike Lyons diving oh, the worry, No, <laughs> it, it, there was a big mural of him in the, in the locker room and it, 
there's Norman Hunter and Jackie Charlton and all with their feet up and Mike Splick horizontal <laughs> heading the ball in the goal. Oh, what a goal that was. As I say, we qualify for the UEFA Cup and then pure Everton. We draw. Could have got anybody. Could have got minnows from Switzerland, Norway, Austria. We got AC Milan. But playing against AC Milan at Goodison and then in the San Siro, that must have been a good experience. Oh, it was fabulous. I mean, the, the stadium had a running track around it. Uh, 80,000, 70, 80,000 people, all mad Italians. Um, and it was a good game. And we get beat, we got beat 1-0. And it was a penalty. They, and I swear, the tackle was... Mick Lyons tackled this... I can't remember who it was now. He tackled uh, the... I think it was the centre-forward. Just outside the D where the D is and the guy falls into the box and the referee gives him a penalty. But referees were like that them days. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know. But we, I mean, we played well. We could have won the game or we could have tied the game a couple of times. Uh, and we were just unlucky in the end. But for me, we were a better team than them. Yeah. Over the two legs as well. Great experience though, isn't it, to play, oh. you know, to tell the grandkids I played against AC Milan. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. San Siro. You mentioned San Siro. Yeah. The eyes are opened, you know. Gordon Lee came in towards the end of your 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 Evan career. How did you get on with him? He was he was good. He 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 let the training. I mean, the trainers used to take the training. Yeah. Like other managers, they they like to do it. You know, yeah. he yeah. liked to watch and observe. And um, but he he was he was good. I mean, he got he got us to the league. The League Cup final in 78? 77. 77, 78. FA Cup semi-final in the same year, 76, 77. So he did a decent job. How frustrating was it for you to to see Evan get to the League Cup final and the FA Cup semi-final, but but not be in the team? Oh, it was terrible. Was it? I mean, what else can I say, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was in the squad, but, I mean, I wanted to play. Yeah. Is that when you started to think... Future yeah, and they, they just bought um, Pedgick as Pedic well. Pedgick come in, yeah. Mike yeah. Pedgick, so... I, and I was injured at the time as well. I know people say they were injured, but I was injured. And uh, they just bought him, so... I thought... It, 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 it was like... Um, it all happened at the same time. I got injured. I thought, well, I've got to be moving now because I'm 27. I'm not going to get back in the team. Mm. Um, so I, I, I never went in for a transfer but I was thinking about it and the NASL was starting in the States Yeah. and you see it on the TV Rodney Marsh and, and George Best and whoa like a piece of that you know Yeah. and Jimmy Hill uh, the pundit yeah. back back in the day he bought the franchise in Detroit right uh, NASL franchise and he hired oh. uh, an English coach a guy called Ken Fairfee yeah, who was the manager of Watford and Sheffield United he had uh, Tony Curry and Alan Woodward. That, yeah. They were a decent team. Yeah, yeah. And he, he hired him. And at the time, I was on, I was on the list, the transfer list. So he came in and talked to me. He says, you want to come to the States? And Vancouver came in at the same time as well. Um, but, I mean, I talked to... He said, I'm going to bring this player out and this player out. And the players, he, I mean, he, he brought Trevor uh, um, Francis out the year after I went but anyway I just signed for them and it was a, I mean it's the best thing I've ever done Was it a gamble Steve at the time? I think he's 27 you, you still got, Could have stayed in England couldn't you? Yeah I could have gone to Chester and I could have gone to Stoke as well 
Right. Uh, but I thought, well, I mean, look at the players going out there. Beckenbauer was out there. Pelly was out there. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good players out there. So I thought, well, I'll go and <coughs> taste it and see what it's like. Did it take, you a, while, did it take you a while to settle? No. No? Because it was a big move, a big move for, for someone of your age at the time, 27. As you say, you could have got to Stoke, you could have played in the first division for another three or four years, maybe even more. To go to somewhere like Detroit, where I assume you'd never been before, it, it was big upheaval for you, but you say you settled, take your touch. No, it, was, like it wasn't. It was just like, it was uh, exciting, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially the players you're playing with and the players you're going to play against. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like Cinaglia was there from, yeah. from Italy, and uh, Gerd Muller. Was there Beckenbauer? Was there? Did you I play mean, against these guys? Yeah, played against these guys. Yeah, Cruyff played against Cruyff. Yeah, I mean they were all yeah at the latter end of their career. Yeah, but they were still special players. Tell us about the bestie. Tell us about the legend, the Brazilian legend Carlos Alberto. Oh, <laughs> was he a teammate? Yeah, he, was? yeah, he played for the California Surf. He was a teammate, and uh, he, he was one of them. I had, I didn't have a lot of time for him. I mean. Yeah, he was playing in the NASL and he was a World Cup captain and winner. But, I mean, he didn't do a lot of uh, to help the younger kids right. at the time. He was always barking at them. And and one time in the game, we, we got into it. He was having a go at an American kid. and uh, I, I let my feelings, what I was thinking to him, and he didn't agree with me. And it spilled over to the... Uh, to the locker room at half time, and I can't tell you what I've said on the radio. But I mean, <laughs> good job. There was a guy called Peter Wall, who actually played for Liverpool. Yeah, he was the coach at the time. He was in between me and him, so he managed to, to stop it. You know. So you're in Detroit. So you're in California, and there's a Brazilian World Cup captain there. But the scouser just came out. You didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you play against Basti? Played against him and played with him as well. We went on tour one year. Right. Oh, this was this was funny. Well, anyway, was he goes way? with Detroit. He goes. We plays. We went on endless season tour. We went to Luxembourg, <clears throat> Austria, and Kuwait, and we had to have a name player playing for us. So Bestie was the name player. So we plays in. Uh, plays. I think the first game was in Austria. And we played the game. We, I think we won the game, and we come down. We had a few drinks and whatever. Actually, it wasn't like we had a few. It was just we had a few yeah. drinks, just yeah. two or three Literally, drinks, yeah. and yeah. and uh, we all go to bed. And the next morning, I'm down having breakfast, and Bestie comes down with a suitcase. I said, Bestie, where are you going? He says, oh, My wife's been on the phone. I've got to go home. <laughs> so he paid for the ticket to fly from Austria to LA and had to go home. So we had to get a name player out. Because Bestie had gone home, and we got Bobby Moore out. Wow, not a bad replacement. So, oh, it was class, wasn't it? What so were they like? What Bobby, they like as guys, Steve? Yeah, great guys. Really? Bestie was a great guy. He was nutter, but I mean, yeah. he was—he'd never do you any harm or anything. No. You know, never say no. bad about you. Or he was—he was a good guy. And then uh, Bobby Moore came out and played alongside. I did me at thirty-two. Then I did his running at thirty-two. <laughs> he just stood there and told me what to do. Oh, he was brilliant. Again, that's that's something to tell the grandkids. Isn't yeah, it? Didn't it? I, did, didn't I did Bobby Moore's running. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it sounds like a terrific experience, a great lifestyle. Was was there it any, was, yeah. any offers to come back, Steve, or did you just made your mind up? Right, that's me. I'm staying here now. I'm I actually, when Howard went to Blackburn, 
Yeah. He coached Blackburn. Yeah. And he was interested in me. He was interested in me. Uh, the second year I was in the States, but not, it didn't materialise. I, I, uh, I came back and played in the testimonial. I think it was for Tommy. Did Tommy have a Tommy yeah. Wright had a yeah. testimonial? Yeah. Played in it, but I was a little bit overweight, so I may have put him off. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you, you, you stayed in the, you stayed in America. You yeah, stayed, stayed in Detroit, and you, yeah, you I, I retired in. I was in the last season I had was in Phoenix, in the league six aside, which was brutal. I mean, playing on an ice hockey rink, uh, <laughs> and you used to get smashed up against the boards, and it was it was terrible. So, would you see Evertonians when you're over there? Did I see any Evertonians? There's there's a lot of um, supporters clubs. Yeah. Obviously, I haven't seen them because they're in Chicago, and yeah. but yeah. I bet you there's one in every city. Oh, there is. There absolutely is. Well, yeah. you should know more yeah. than me. I bet absolutely, you there's a big yeah. one in Chicago. Yeah. Actually, there's a big one in Detroit as well. Right. Okay. But I obviously I uh, I don't go down there and stuff. So you you went to Detroit and you stayed in America, but you've you've, you've kept an eye on Everton. You've, oh, you've remained well, a blue well, card, haven't you? I mean, the, the coverage in the states is unbelievable. Mm. You get four or five games on every weekend, so you always get to see who's on the TV. You know. How much do you enjoy going to Goodison Park when you come? Oh, back? it's class. I mean, the crowd. I mean. The crowd's brilliant, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, one minute they're hot and one minute they're cold. <laughs> I'm sitting next to this guy who, who knows everything about the game. And it's, I mean, it's funny. I don't, I don't know. know who you and are. Then, yeah, and there's another guy in front of me, effing and blinding. And, and there's a guy with a with a kid. And, and uh, oh, it's class. Does it bring it all back when you walk up? It, it brings road? memories back, yeah. yeah. Def, I mean, definitely. Definitely brings it back. Could you socialise with the fans in those days? When, when, when you were playing for Everton, there was no mobile phones, there was no social I, media. Would you play for Everton and then go for a pint? Yeah, town? not a problem. I, I did. Yeah. I used to knock around at Everton in uh, Breck Road. Breck Road area, I had a lot of friends in the Breck Road. My first girlfriend was from Breck Road. Um, Who socialised then? Who was in the gang? Me, John O, Ronnie Goodless. Yeah. Um, who else would it be? But that was that was it. But yeah, it, it, it must have been great that you could you could it was it was a, it was a, it was still a working man's sport, wasn't yeah. it? You'd go you'd play in yeah. front of these sixty thousand people, then you go and have a pint with them after the game. And then you used to you used to find out what he did wrong in the pub. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you didn't need a coach. No, you did yeah. <laughs> I mean, so so used to tell you, hey, you should have knocked it in earlier, you know. <laughs> Uh, certain people will know as well that your son was on Everton's books. I, I, I know Christian, I remember Christian playing for Everton Reserves, and I mean, that must have been nice for you. Oh, it was great watching him. I remember seeing him in the youth games uh, before he played in the reserves. I didn't see a lot of him, obviously, because I was in the States, and when, yeah. he, when I used to come home, I used to catch the games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he's doing very well now as well. He's still involved in the game, isn't he? Yeah, he, he had uh, 10 years at TNS yeah. in the Premier League in Wales, and now he's the. Uh, uh, head of the academy and assistant coach there, so he's still in the living, doing what he wants, you know, which is football. Did you do your coaching badges yourself, Steve? Did you have a fancy? Well, I only coaches? did. I was. I what I, what happened was when I retired, I went straight into coaching uh, at a university as an, as an assistant. So all the coaching bad, badges were done through the summer period. And I was out recruiting, like Norway, Finland, yeah. England. Right. A number of times I've been over here in Norway, yeah. co uh, recruiting for the university. I never got a chance to do them. And the, the head coach wasn't particularly worried that I wasn't 
because yeah. he knew what I was like, you know. So <laughs> he, he knew me temper. <laughs> so yeah, I was always out recruiting and stuff. Before I let you go, Steve, it's been fabulous speaking to you. Who's the best player you played with? Latch. Bob Latchford. Why? Well, I because him and I used to connect. I used to get it. I knew it, believe it or not, I knew where he was running. So I'd just think it into him. And he'd get it and he'd come he'd come off people or he used to he used to go like this with his, he used to go like give me a pointer yeah. where he wanted it and he used to knock it in and he he was in behind players, you know. But I can't he I loved playing with him. But there was Bowley and Howard Kendall and Colin Harvey and yeah. Brian LeBone and how can you pick one of out of them, you know. Fabulous. But the latch was like. Sometimes I didn't even look. I used to knock it because I know I was getting closed down. Yeah. I used to knock it in to the space, and he'd get it. I mean, he'd, he'd made me look a good player. <laughs> Proper oh, goal was, scorer, wasn't he? Oh, it's class. And he looks better now than he did when he played. Does, I haven't <laughs> seen him. Yeah, he's out. Best wishes to him if he's listening. He will be. He will be. I'll let him know that you're on. Steve, it's been fantastic speaking to you. Thanks very much indeed for coming. Pleasure. I love it. And all the best, mate. And best wishes to all the guys. And you fans as well. <laughs> <laughs>